you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Hello, hello. Yo, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good this week. Tell um, me why, tell me why. Talk to me, talk so, to me. Give me hype. So, <laughs> so Wednesday, I decided to uh, sign up with Planet Fitness Get a gym membership finally. Oh boy! After years and years and years of contemplating, uh, and I, I have a feeling I will stick with it only because I'm paying for the shit, and I'm like, well, if I'm spending money, I'm I should just go, you know. Um, it was time though. My sister and I decided to get cards together, and uh, we've been going. We're we're doing like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, so three three days out of the week. That's perfect. Um, in the mornings. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I, I haven't walked into a Planet Fitness since I was about 20 or 21. They have this room. Um, it's it's like the 30-minute workout room. No one ever goes in it, and it's got like one of every machine that you need, full-body workout, and that's the room we kind of seclude ourselves in, at least the, the, the last two workout sessions. Um, we ended up working out today as well. Um, so this was day two. Um, so we do the, the, uh, what is it? The elliptical as soon as we get in. So we get cardio in, in the beginning okay. and at the end of our session. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we start with the elliptical. Nice. We do a, qu- a quarter of a mile. We go to that 30 minute room. We hit all the machines, um, three sets of like 10 or 12 reps, each machine. Then we end it with cardio, a uh, half mile on the treadmill. Um, yeah, and it's it's been great. And the times that we've been going, the gym has been pretty dead, okay. which is good for us because we hate larger groups of people. Oh, do you um, mean to, at the gym? You know what's funny? I never cared, and this is I don't. I'm not going to take over this this segment or tangent. I, it's just a little side note. I never knew how much I hated busy gyms because I used to not really mind it until I went back to yeah. a gym after COVID. And after you work out at home a bunch where you have your space and then you're back in a gym and you have like people eyeing, like if you're at the squat rack and they want to know when you're done and they're going to interrupt you yeah. and people who like just loud as shit and slamming stuff and people with bad BO and people who are just inconsiderate and just like screaming and shit like that right next to you. Dude, I am 100% mm-hmm. now with you where it's just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> just leave me the fuck. Yeah. Stay away, you fucking... Anyways, continue, continue. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great too because, like I said, we're doing the mornings, um, and obviously, a lot of people are working at that time. Me and my sister are currently not working, so it works out for us. Um, and anyone else who isn't working, like us, is probably at home continuing to be lazy. Which is uh, that, and that was the wake up call. Pretty much, it was like. You know what? I've been unemployed for so long. I need to at least become physically active until I find work again. And um, I've been super unhealthy since. And uh, no, it's been great, though. It's been very motivating and we help motivate each other. Um, But yeah, and now we'll I guess we'll see how it goes. But I think I'll definitely be sticking with it because, like I said, I'm now spending money every month for the thing. So, right. Might as well take advantage of it. Right, right. Well, that's good, dude. If that's a motivator, I'm super happy for you. That's great. 
That's good shit, man. Thank That's you. That's good shit. You, you should you should be real happy. Yeah, no, you know what it is? I I am happy. It's just I've been procrastinating for way too long. I mean, even when you and I were working out, it's like I could have done stuff on the days I wasn't training with you. Oh, I know. You and know? I, I think I mean, if you remember, I told you to do, do to be doing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it, I I mean even like playing the ring fit game. You know, after a while it's like, ah, oh, but you know, there's just no motive. I'm that type of person. I need motivation with from somebody and I can in return give them motivation. I just need to have yeah, someone with I get me. it. I get it. You need to have the accountability. That's just who I the am. Accountability of somebody. Yeah. Right, right. I you know, like yeah. even when I was at my healthiest, you know, like I still in in training like I, I still needed someone. I, I just couldn't get over that. I guess mental block or something. You know, I, I when it comes to me doing stuff by myself, I tend to get lazy. Okay. Okay. So I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. No, like, like it's great that you know, though. Like now you know you understand yourself to that level, and that's that's gonna help you. You know what I mean? I I I'm very different than that, as you know. Like I. For me, it's the routine of it. For me, it's it's just I have a routine. My routine, discipline equals freedom. And the discipline of my routine gives me freedom from any kind of potential trap to uh, opportunity or efficiency. So that's why I always work out the way I do. Like um, That's why I'm super strict with what I eat when I sleep and in working out Monday through Friday and on the weekends, I let myself go. It's just like, fuck it. I'll have a double cheeseburger from five guys tomorrow. Fuck it. But that's because, you know, I ate super, super strict Monday through Friday and I worked out yeah. and I had a regimen and on the weekends, even then when I can get like a little looser, I still maintain a, a general guideline. I still eat within a, like a intermittent period of 10 hours. I still, you know, I still really don't eat that unhealthy. It's just, I think the biggest variant on the weekends for me is that I, I let myself drink alcohol on Saturdays. So Saturdays I'll have some whiskey or I'll have some vodka or I'll, I'll have a, you know, I'll have a martini or something. Like I'll let myself have, enjoy myself. I'll have a, I'll have a couple glasses of wine. It's like, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll trash up a little bit. Cause why not? Cause it's fun. So I'll trash myself up if I, if I think it's fun. If I don't think it's fun, I don't do it. So it's, yeah. but it's yeah. awesome that you're, you're finding that, that, that accountability with somebody and that you're getting somewhere and making moves because that's hard, man. The first step is always the hardest for anybody. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So do you feel good about maintaining this? Maintaining absolutely. I mean, like I said, I, at least I we're both we both have the same availability at the moment, so that's not an issue. Um, you know, as far as the the motivation goes, it's it's what I needed. I mean, obviously, again, when I was training with you, I had you, and you were t you know letting me know when I was doing something wrong, teaching me how to do the proper you know uh, maintain proper form or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, like I said, it motivated me. At least I, I pushed through it. You know, can I admit that there were times where I flat out told you I cannot finish this set? Absolutely. But I would try to at least push.
push myself to my limits that and stopped, do my best. And that that's also what stopped, by the way. You stopped saying that after what a do you while. Mean? You, st- you really only said, I can't do this when we first started doing it. After, I want to say, like three and you, months. And you pointed that out, too. Yeah. You, I mean, not to rehash anything and, and start sidetracking, but like going back to the story of me squatting for the first time, I couldn't. I literally could not. I think I got down to like, I did maybe half the motion. I was like halfway there and I was like, this is as far as I could go. And then by the time I knew it, I was doing full squats. Yep. You know, <laughs> with something weights. as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. And then adding weights to it. Exactly. Um, but that's like what her, her and I are doing that now with each other, you know, um, it's just making sure we're, we're right on track. I see her struggling. I'm like, come on, don't, don't cheat yourself you know, try to get that extra rep in, yep. you know, just do it. If you have to stop for a few seconds, do it, but finish your set. You got to finish that set um, and just maintain your form. And uh, like I said, it's only been two days, but both days have been great. Um, so now we get the weekend to rest. My elbows are shot. They're absolutely fucking shot. Your elbow. I had to take my elbows. Well, I, I assume it's just from not being active you know first first off not working and then second just not being physical period whether it's working or working out so now it's like i'm lifting weights again and yeah dude i mean i literally cannot like this is as far as i could extend both my arms right now are you stretching kind of at like a yeah yeah i'm stretching um you know it, it I mean, my, are my legs a little sore? Yeah, but for whatever reason, my elbows, like I, no matter what I do, whatever angle I try to get my arm in, and I mean, after a couple of minutes, I can straighten it out, you know, and I try to just extend my arm and close it, Yeah. you know, several times, and, but man, if I just sit and not move my arm in a certain position for like a couple of minutes, it's just hurting again. God unless, damn, it, it, you know, unless it's, yeah. Again, I'm just getting back into working out, though, and I think it's just my body and my arms getting used to certain motions again and, you know, with the added weights, but it's like hopefully Rocky, I can overcome. It's, it's like when Rocky's working out, what is it, like Rocky Four or I forget which one, and they're talking to him, and they're just like, you're old, you're slow, you don't have anything left, all you got is some good old-fashioned horsepower. So we're just going to work on power because that's all you got, Rocky. And it's just Rocky like hurting <laughs> and like putting himself in ice baths and shit like that. And then like taping himself up. Yeah. And then he's just like, ugh, 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 just doing some like old strength <laughs> stuff and like being like iced down and wrapped and compressed and, uh, and everything just being fucking beat up. Yeah. 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 I mean, and also something I learned about myself today was I have the weakest shoulders. Um, I was doing, uh, I, I, for the first time, because it was, uh, I guess, undergoing maintenance, the machine, on Wednesday. So for the first time today, I tried the shoulder press. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, I, I, I seem to average a certain weight doing other arm exercises. Let me try the shoulder press. Oh, okay, I can't even move the thing. I was on the very first weight, which I think is 15 pounds. 
on the machine. That was always your weakness. Even with me, when I had you just do overhead presses with low weight, yep. that was just your weak. Yeah. And you have one bad, you have one good shoulder and one bad shoulder, and they're not like yes. close. I think it's like your yeah. left one is your good one. My left is my weakest because oh, I'm I'm right hand dominant. That's why. So I do a lot with my right. Yeah. So my yeah, it's like I got that crab claw thing going on, you know. Yeah, like, this like, one's a lot stronger than the other. Yeah, you're like your left was brutal. I remember having to do 25 pound steel yeah. bell presses overhead or single hand, and your left was brutal. And I was I remember just being like, oh yeah. fuck, that's a drastic, like offset, um, mm-hmm. capability. That's not like oh it's a little lean. It's like oh fuck no, dude. You're like okay, all right. So that's really weak. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if it makes you feel better, you've always had an overhead press issue. If that makes you feel better, <laughs> it's not like you're like extra weak. It's just, you just never really do it that often in, in everyday life. So why would you be strong? There? Yeah. 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 It, it was just shocking. Like how weak I was though. I mean, I could barely do the first weight on it and, uh, and not to, you know, talk down, you know, bad about my sister, but it's like, she was on the same weight. And she's 18. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, this is embarrassing. Like, her and I have the same shoulder strength <laughs> well, here's or the weakness, thing. however you, you want to look at it. Well, here's the thing. You've never, ever shoulder pressed. No, like, never. I've never. overhead pressed. I mean, I also, I, I've never been in a life situation either where that type of motion was necessary. Exactly. Either, so. It's hard, right? Like that, But that's what I mean. Like, that and bench pressing are two situations where you've never really had to be in. Squatting and deadlifting are much yeah. more likely. But as somebody who works out, that's the only way I develop, like, strength and overhead is by doing overhead presses. Because like you said... It's not very often I'm overhead pressing shit, so it's not very common. I guess from my days serving, like being a being like a waiter and picking up trays and shit, maybe. But it's not like I was yeah. picking up trays and like two handing them over my fucking head, so it wasn't like that. But I, I guess that's maybe where I had some foundation. But overhead presses are hard, man. Like I can deadlift two hundred and forty five pounds. That's a hundred. I weigh one forty right now. So I'm doing 100 pounds above body weight for deadlift. I can overhead press 110 once. <laughs> so to put that strength level into comparison here, don't be too disheartened because overhead pressing is hard as shit. It really is. Yeah. When I was when I started the over uh, a strength program with my friend, and he weighs I want to say like 180, so he's bigger than me. Um, when we got to the overhead press portion. He's only, I think, a 10-pound difference from me. Even though he's 180 pounds bigger than me, and he can squat like a like 300 pounds, or not deadlift like 300 pounds, and he's squatting like, uh, what is he squatting? He's squatting like 245, 255. He mm-hmm. moves fucking weight. He's pushing good weight. I think he does more than that. I think, I think he can put up 265 maybe. He, he moves weight. But when it came to the overhead press, him and I were only like 10, 15 pounds apart. Like overhead presses are just an abnormal move. They're not a normal move you make. So, yeah. And you know what sucks too? I feel like the strength of it never accelerates. The ease of it does. But the, like I started off at like 90 pounds with an overhead press for my max overhead press. And then it took me four mm. months to get to 105 
It's mm. it got easier. Like, all right, this feels better doing it now. But like the overall yeah. number, no. It's 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 probably gonna be easier for you because you're bigger than me. You have more mass, so it's gonna be easier for you to be stable in a press. Like I'm a pretty mm. petite dude, so for me, it's not like I have a large frame to brace on a lot of weight. Yeah. So for you, you probably will be able to. Um. But yeah, it's 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 brutal, man. Overhead presses are fucking brutal, and it sucks because they look now, so do easy. Do you feel? <laughs> yeah. Now, do you feel like you've benefited? Um just from you doing it so often have do you benefit or see an improvement with other exercises because of that oh my upper body feels so much better yeah like it feels so much better like when i do rows when i do dips when i do pull-ups um yeah it just feels great when i do just like bicep curls on a preacher bench like it just feels great like it's Mm. something that it's very, very humbling. At least it was for me because I thought I was big strong man because I was able to squat like 100 pounds above body weight and deadlift 100 pounds plus body weight and shit like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like It's like, oh man, I'm, I'm squatting 220. Like I'm a fucking beast. And then I went to go to an overhead press and I was just like, oh my God, that's 80 pounds. <laughs> it was just, it was just so, uh, uh, it was so demoralizing to be on one strength spectrum. I was really high. And then another one, I was not at all. Um, same thing with preacher bench. Like if you get to a preacher bench and you take a dumbbell mm. and you go to curl with your arm against the bench and you go to do it, exact same situation. I just finished banging out 50 pull-ups. Like I banged out 25 pull-ups, 25 chin-ups. Like, like fucking I'm ready to go. Let's get these bicep curls in. I, okay, whatever. Curls for the girls. I go on the bicep bench and I grab like a 30. I think I grabbed a 35 thinking I'm a badass. And I brought it down on the bench, and then I went, oh, fuck. I couldn't get it up. I had to, like, grab my wrist with my other hand and, like, oh, my God, and, like, curl the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> then I was like, all right, all right, let's whew, let's cut some weight down. I went to 30. Nope. I went to 25. Nope. I went to 20. Okay, I can kind of do 20. Let's go to 15. All right, 15 I can do. All right, 15. I'm doing 15-pound <laughs> curls. What the fuck? And then... <laughs> And then it's like I get up and this other guy gets on it and he has like a 45 and he's just like just doing fucking curls. It's just Jesus Christ. So that was another very humbling thing and it took me a while to get my my preacher curl up but now I can preacher curl 2530 like normally. You know what I mean? Mm. Overhead presses um, they're a staple. right? The four staple exercises. Deadlift, squat, bench, overhead press. If you want to talk about like traditional strength movements, it's huge. It's a huge foundational thing, and I and I think overhead presses are so good, and they and like they they're just such a. What's a good way to put it? Okay, so you probably know this better, and I'm, I may be wrong, so please please correct me. You know when you have a cake, and you're going to put frosting okay. on the cake, right? Okay. You want to have a good foundation of that cake, right? Like if it's, let's say it's like super crumbly and dry and you accidentally hit it with the piping end and then it like takes out a chunk because it's so fucking dry. That's a bad foundation part of a cake, right? But if you have a perfect smooth texture on that cake foundation and then you can pipe it easy, it's great. That's overhead presses. Overhead presses are never going to, I think, blow away anything of like, ooh, I'm so blah, blah, blah. Unless you're doing really big weight, in which case you're going to get some big fucking traps and delts. You're gonna get like big, yeah. a big fucking upper back, which is great. But 
it just sets up the ease for everything else, in my opinion. I just think it makes everything else easier. You feel more stable. Like I know when I was in month two of doing overhead presses, I just felt better. Like overall, just mm. working out, I was just thinking my upper body just feels solid now. I just I don't I don't know how else to describe it. It just feels solid. I just feel like I have a frame. Like I feel like I can brace mm. against it, and I feel like I have a solid frame now where I can do shit. And I never felt that until I started doing overhead presses more seriously. Even when I was banging out fifty pull ups. I still never felt the same type of stability that I did in, in, by doing strict overhead presses. Not mm. the bouncy presses, just the strict overhead presses. Like just, yeah, just, it sucks. But just doing those, it feels so good when you have that base formed. It's great. It's fucking great. Mm. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's another weakness of mine is uh, pull ups. Hey, guess what? They're a weakness for everybody unless they work on them. Yeah. <laughs> you take somebody who could be strong as shit, but they never, they haven't been working pull-ups at all, and you put them on a pull-up bar, they're going to struggle a little bit. Like, it's just... Yeah, I feel like I have to cut some more weight in order to uh, well, pull it off, though. It's not just that. It's also just you don't have muscles to pull up. Like... Right. Like, you have to think contextually of the realistic usage of your body, right? Like... Your lower body is going to be the easiest thing to manipulate because you stand all the time. So if you stand, mm-hmm. you're, if you sit down and stand back up, your legs and lower body is moving all X amount of weight that you are. Your arms don't do shit. Like, where can you compare That's the true. frequency of moving that kind of weight with your upper body? You can't. Very true. What, opening yeah. a door? No. Like, pushing off the wall? No. Like, you literally don't do anything that involves your weight with your upper body. You don't. Like, Hmm. as far as day-to-day, walking to the kitchen, squatting to take a shit, standing off the toilet when you're done. Like, that's all your legs. Like, that's why usually it's easier for people who are first working out, they start doing leg presses or squats, and it's just like, holy shit, I'm moving a lot of weight. It's like, well, yeah, because your body is used to moving that weight anyways. (laughs) <laughs> like your body's like yeah i move i move a, i move 200 pounds every time you stand whatever that's i'm kind of used to pushing weight your arms your arms aren't yeah. used to pushing weight you know what i mean that's why why do they bench presses are always so slow to start it's like oh cool i have like 20 pounds on the bar that's it yeah because when's the last time your upper body had to move any number of any weight close to your actual body weight it hasn't unless mm. you're doing fucking handstands it hasn't <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. upper body, waist up is always going to be super weak. Always. Just just by existing, it's going to be weaker. Mm-hmm. Because you don't use it for anything. So, yeah, that's that makes total sense. 100%. Yeah, pull-ups are going to be difficult because your body doesn't do that. <laughs> your arms and back don't yeah. move that kind of weight ever. Even if you try to strong arm, yeah. like, all the groceries, that's still nothing compared to what your legs do. So, I mean... Mm. So don't don't get discouraged with the upper weight with the upper body shit because that's just the consequence of existing as a bipedal creature. That's just what happens. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's cool. Did your sister like doing it, or is she just like, Ugh, I hate this? Um, 
I think she enjoys it because her and I are very similar because someone else is with her. Um, I think that if she were to do it on her own, probably like me, she would do it for about a month or so and uh, get her money back from from the membership. Whose idea was it? Was it hers or yours? You know, it's funny. I brought it up to her. The idea of because at first I was going to do the black card, um, Ooh, that's and then a just fancy have one. her as, yeah, and I was going to just have her as the guest, um, and I figured you know I'll get all these other uh, uh, perks with the black card, but then she uh, she told me she's like this. That's crazy. You asked me if I want to go to the gym with you because I was just talking to mom about it and uh uh thinking about getting a membership myself and mom was telling me about what the prices were and this and that and so she was already thinking of it and it was just kind of a coincidence that i called her out of the blue one day and asked hey if i get this card would you want to go to the gym uh but then we we decided just to both get the basic membership um figured out a schedule and now we're just testing it out Hey, I've never been to a Planet Fitness, so I don't know how it's set up. But when you say there's a room, it's nice. When there's like a a workout room, what do you mean? Like, yeah. So I mean, obviously you have the big open space of just whatever machines, right? The general area, right? The general area of general area, right? And then they have this one secluded room that has literally a traffic light. It's got a red light and a green light. They call it the thirty minute. Um, express workout room, something like that. And the idea is there's about 20 different stations in this room. Each of them do a different exercise. It's, it's like a full body workout room. And you're going at the pace of this traffic light. So when the traffic light is green, that's when you should be doing your set. Then it'll blink a few times, then turn red. The red is your resting, either your resting period or the period where you switch to your new machine, get set up. So when the light turns green, you get that workout in. Her and I don't use that system. I was going to say, Jesus, we that sounds our, brutal. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> the last, so the last two sessions, we were there for a little over an hour. Okay. Uh, but that also included our two cardio workouts, right. beginning and end. Right. So, yeah, we, we don't go – not everybody does anyways. No one uses that traffic light system. I mean, that's, I that's just think true. it's convenient because not only is it nice going to the gym when no one's there, but then it's we're in a room where it's just the two of us. Right. Sometimes, once in a while, you'll get one person that'll hit, hit up one machine and then leave. But, I mean, we just have complete privacy. Um, nice. and I, like I said, we, we, we do the full body thing. We're not really doing like a, oh, all right, today's leg day, the next day, you know, we're doing it three days out of the week spread apart. We're not doing like a five day a week thing where one day's cardio, the next day's leg upper body. I, I'm more of a full body workout guy. Anyways, I always have been, right. that's just what works for me. Right. Um, so, so far so good though, you know, second day. Monday will be our next day where we get to rest for the weekend. Nice. So, we'll, yeah. Good shit, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this journey. Yeah. It sounds sounds very committed. I think it's because you have the time 
and you have the mental the mental resources before working a full-time job i don't think you had the availability to mentally commit of being like because you're you're in the grind of like i'm a father i'm a husband i have a job and then i have to commit to like another thing on top of it and i just i'm just trying to have fun and get my time to play video Mm -hmm. games and now it's like you have time you've had a long mental break you're ready to fucking rock and roll man you're ready to conquer yeah so that's cool no there's definitely some positive stuff i know we talked about it a few other times before but like there's definitely been some positives during this time off for sure um and this is just one of those you know uh direction uh, uh step in the right direction so i like it i really yeah. I, I love it i love that shit good for you man fucking good for you you know yeah. you know what else good for dustin diamond poirier how about that? How about that transition? I know. How about that segment? I know. So second round, huh? Yeah. So let's start off with with the question of what were your thoughts before the fight? For me, my heart wanted Conor McGregor for the storyline of it, the storyline of what that means for the future with Conor McGregor. However, I didn't see him knocking out Dustin. I saw him possibly winning by decision or maybe i guess i guess a super late tko but i just didn't see it happening in the sense that dustin has better cardio especially in the later rounds dustin is a way different animal yeah. at 155 um and dustin has a way better active resume but my heart i was saying i was like i think connor can take it i think connor can take it what were your thoughts before the fight it was tough and and here's why um for years, and I mean, when you and I first started going to like Buffalo Wild Wings to see pay-per-view fights, oh, I remember yeah. you would days. not get off of Dustin's dick about how great of a fighter he was. But it seemed like every time I, I watched a fight with him back then, he was just always losing. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is so special about Dustin Poirier? I'm being serious. And this is, by the way, <laughs> this is pre growing his hair out on top this is like the buzz cut phase this is buzz cut one more scrawny yeah buzz cut out 145 yeah. yeah you know i say scrawny looking specifically more upper body scrawny looking right well because he was at 145 but then, yeah, he was cutting weight right right but then he started delving into boxing started putting on weight upper body started looking good grew out the hair starting to look a little bit better but hey you know what it seemed like it, here's what was amazing about him. It, it's like he finally found the tool that he was missing from his toolbox. You know, boxing was that tool. And it, it was just amazing watching him grow because, like, even his first fight, uh, you know, incorporating boxing and uh moving up in weight. It was like a slow but steady progression. I mean, we saw his his boxing just improve over the years. I mean, into what it's become today. It's it's incredible and you know, like Connor, I mean, not to bring up everybody is well aware of the 2014, you know, how they were together that first fight together. Yeah. But they both grew as fighters, and it's just amazing to see people like him or like Connor who can 
learn from the past and grow from that and be respectful. And, um, you know, I, I considered Dustin, uh, you and I categorize these athletes as either warriors or traditional martial artists. And I'm starting to see Dustin now as more of a martial artist rather than a warrior. I feel like he has that warrior spirit, but I'm starting to see more and more of a traditionalist come out. Um, But again, I think with the boxing, it helped a lot. Now, as far as going into the fight, I was kind of, I kind of had a similar mindset. And and the whole reason for that buildup about Dustin is because of course I want, I, I think a lot of people at this point, whether you, you love or hate the guy, whether, you know, he, like, of course I wanted to see Connor win. And I think what was even cooler was the respect for both fighters. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to see Dustin continue to grow and see if he had that chance to get to a title shot in the future. This, you yeah, know, yeah. this was like the <sighs> Connor versus uh, Cowboy fight, which is I don't want to see people lose. Like both of these guys I want to see yeah. win. I don't want to see either of them lose. Exactly. Why are we watching this fight? This is bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um I I mean, I, of course I was shocked by the performance. I mean, Dustin was fucking phenomenal. Um I think there was one time he admitted where he was hurt. Like Connor hurt him. First round. I think it was in the first first round, yeah. Um But holy shit, not only did he win, I think it was Connor's first knockout. Like first time getting knocked out or yep. TKO, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you know what? Good for Dustin. And at least he can say he is on that pedestal of people that you know he's one of Connor's losses. He but he, up there with Nate. Up there with Habib. But but also on top of that, he should have the belt. Like, Dustin beat everybody yeah. in that division except for Nurmagomedov. True. Like, True. and now he just beat Conor McGregor. He should have the fucking belt. Yeah. Like, when he beat Conor, something was hollow about it to me. And I kept thinking, this needed to be for a belt. It really did. Mm. It really did, because Dustin deserves a belt right now. He should have a fucking belt around him. I mean, to be fair, though, wasn't this whole fight put together because of the fact that they were going to do some sort of charity, like, exhibition match anyways? And Dana was like, no, no, we're going to profit from it if this is going to happen. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, I I agree, though. Like, I mean, it would have been the perfect title title shot for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like a title match. I don't think there's been a title. Has Oh, yeah, there has. There's been a few. Um yeah, man, I, there was so much going through my head when I saw the fight because I watched it live, and I was just thinking, Dustin is the low the low leg kicks. I remember I saw a post about Boss Rutan saying that's how you beat Connor because he has a wide stance, and if you do a low a low calf kick, it compromises his mobility. And then Dan mm. Hardy mentioned it as well, saying if you know if. You low calf kick Connor. That's that. That's a weapon that ha- we haven't seen utilized against Connor, 
and it would probably work. And then we saw it, and we saw what happened and how it slowed down Connor's mobility. And then you saw the damage afterwards when Connor just, like, you know, stopped faking the pain. And, you know, he, yeah. he had, like, uh, it was swollen. He was walking around on crutches. I mean, a part of me was, was I was so, sh- I was just so, I, I was so impressed by the whole thing. Connor was landing shots. Mm. Dustin was landing shots. Um, Dustin, I've always said it, super powerful, super accurate boxer. And he has that cardio swarming blood in the water frenzy that he like he did to Connor. That's how he beat Connor. He sensed he he heard him. And then out of nowhere, it was just down. And if you watch a lot of Dustin's fights, that's how he that's how it ends with him. Like he ends with he usually doesn't have a walk off KO. He has a I'm going to swarm you to KO kind of finish. And I just couldn't believe he pulls it off on Connor. You know, we talk about the guy who's a master yeah. counterpuncher, a master uh, 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 a master of of understanding distance. You know, everybody's like Connor's understanding of distance and distance management is so good. And it is the way he sets up his shots, the way he draws people in, draws people in right into range for his shots, the way he slips and steps out and he rips and then he still backs up out of out of danger. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like, like a part of me also couldn't believe that Connor's team didn't think of calf kicks. Like if I'm a coach, if I'm Connor's coach or if I'm one of Connor's coaches and we're game planning any fight like you have to think of well what's my fighter's weakness connor we know like if you if you tap his gas tank early you know teep kick low shots uh force him to wrestle you take out his cardio or you take out his mobility with with leg kicks which has been a meta in mma for like two years more than two years now you can beat him but connor's been so inconsistent in fighting you haven't really had to test that you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So like, what the fuck? I just can't believe his team. Nobody came up with it. Nobody's nobody thought yeah. of that. It's just. Excuse me. It goes back to the 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 conversations you and I frequently have. You and I always have this talk about coaching, about the value of good coaching, especially in the corner, mm-hmm. especially in the corner. Like, what after that first round, you got to say, hey, look, he's he's trying to slow you down. Obviously, and he's trying to slow you down with leg kicks. You got to stop being heavy on the front foot. You got to be mo- way more mobile, and you got to just if you can't if you if he's still hitting you and tagging you despite you trying to check the kick, you got to fucking back off. You got to step in, commit, like step in and get in the inside of that circle. You know what I mean? Like like you and I were taught, right? Like you get inside of the 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 club at the end of the circle is circle strike. You you just fucking go linear on it, or you get out. Like you keep playing right. with this range. And with your foot the way it is, you're going to get chewed up. Dude, you did this to Nate Diaz in the rematch. Don't you know how this fucking works? Like, <laughs> remember how Nate Diaz took leg kicks the entire fucking fight? To the point where Connor hurt his shin because Connor was kicking so yeah. much and he was on crutches or on, in a wheelchair or whatever the fuck because he was throwing so many leg kicks to Diaz. It's like, you just did this. You did, well, not just, but you did this for five rounds. You know exactly mm-hmm. what the strategy is and you know it's being done against you. So fucking avoid it. Like, stop getting sucked yeah. into the trading, the the exchanges. Stop getting sucked into these battles because while you're probably, while you're holding your own and you're actually probably landing some more power shots right now, like, he's setting up for the long term here. He's setting up on the long term investment of these leg kicks. And we got to fucking stay away from that. 
Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the coaching the coaches said. I'm assuming it was a looking good out there, champ. Way to go. Let's keep up the pressure. Let's blah 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 blah. Like oh, some kind of like motivational phrase. Like it's yeah. uh, it's so frustrating. Uh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you would think exactly that, right? There, I mean, you would think he exactly he should have been trained, even if his coaches knew what he was capable of. I mean, just train, like, again, with the cardio. I, I mean, even if you have a tendency to, you know, knock out your opponents in within the first round, train the fucking cardio. Just do it anyways. Like, get yeah. your cardio up, because you never fucking know. Same thing, with, I, I completely agree with the calf kits. Like, why the fuck is was that not a standard in training? Because <laughs> you never know. He, he, okay, you're going up yeah. against a boxer, but... Hello? <laughs> it's MMA. It's MMA, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think what doesn't help either, though, and I get it. He's got his little private sessions He's he does here and there when it, with his time off, but that's also, I think, a problem is the time off. Um, it seems like I can't even say the guy's rusty. Look what he did to Donald Cerrone going up in weight. You know, it's like GSP. But I feel like he he takes time off more often. At least with the GSP thing, he was kind of in that stage in his life where you know he had health issues, but he's also contemplating retirement, fights Bisping, and then decides to quit again, contemplating whether what he wants to do, and then finally decides to retire. Connor, it's just like you know he played the game. I'm going to retire. I'm not retiring. I'm coming back. I'm going to retire. He's also a very busy guy. He's got his businesses. I understand that. Yeah. He can't dedicate 100% of his life right. to training. He's got his family. But I feel like that's also a, a flaw. You know? I do. I do. I, I do think... I do think ring rust is very... Or octagon rust. Like, go fuck yourselves. I think it's very much a real thing. It's very much a real problem. It's very much a factor for certain fighters. And the thing that sucks, you don't know if you're one of those fighters until you go through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we didn't know GSP was going to be like that. But the thing was, is that GSP said that. He was like, I don't... But he, If anything, he admitted it. I remember when he had his, what, his ACL era, uh, injury, and then he came back. I think it was against, mm -hmm. who, like Jake Shields, I think it was, or somebody. And he was like, yeah, I've been off for a year, two years with this ACL tear. Who knows if I'll ever be the same, but I hope so, and I'm training hard. And he did. And then when it was him versus Bisping, it was, is he going to have ring rust and all this other stuff? And little did we know, Faraz Sahabi was bringing guys in and saying, I'll give, I'll pay you ten thousand dollars if you knock out gsp in this in this sparring <laughs> so gsp was actually having fights for probably you know a year um or two but still <laughs> um i still love the fact that he said that i still love the fact that i mean i think that's a terrifying thing for a head coach to do but that's how much Faraz Sahabi knows gsp he knows yeah. he needs to be sharpened by fire and when he's sharpened by fire, he is the sharpest thing out. He's the, he's the sharpest tool out there. So he says, hey, yeah. guys, come here. Whoever can knock out or submit GSP in your sparring match, um, you're getting a bonus today. 
Go get them, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and then JCP proceeds yeah. to ragdoll all of them. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a different situation. But, I mean, let, talk about Rick Russ. Let, let's talk about Max Holloway. I think I think we discussed a little bit, yeah. like, texting back and forth, the Max Holloway versus uh, Calvin Cater fight. Holy fuck! That's Max Holloway not sparring in training camp, and he looks like that. Now, I that was another situation where my heart th- wanted Max Holloway to win, but my mind was thinking, Calvin Cater's been on a tear. Calvin Cater is possibly one of the best boxers that we've seen in a while. He's a fucking <laughs> savage. And maybe his time has come, and maybe Max is taking too much damage. And then I proceeded to get look. I proceeded to get clowned on, just like I just did with the Connor and Dustin fight, when Max is slipping, <laughs> outboxing, yeah. slipping punch punch combos while backstepping, not looking, looking at the commentator booth, yelling at them, "I'm the best boxer in the UFC." <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks back at Cater and he throws a punch at the end and he lands. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So, I mean, Max Holloway is a fucking beast. Like, Max Holloway is a fucking absolute savage. And guess who beat Max Holloway? Dustin fucking Poirier on 155. Mm-hmm. Granted, mm-hmm. you and I talked about that, about how Max looked like he wasn't properly trained at that weight class. Like, he didn't look in pl- like like he was in place at 155 but mm. look at the fucking skill of max holloway yeah it's, um, i mean the thing the thing with holloway though is like he'll go the distance i mean has the guy ever been knocked out it's always like ended with a decision right uh, any of his losses or did he ever get knocked out or submitted i don't even remember. i don't think he's been knocked out he gets fucked up oh, don't yeah, get me wrong like up. He'll, he'll get fucked up but like he'll go <laughs> Till the end of the fifth round or third round. I mean, for the record, for sure. I thought he beat Alex Volkanovsky for the for the belt. Mm. I, I thought he won. I thought he was robbed on that one. But I think before that, he hasn't lost since Conor McGregor. I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like Poirier, they both lost to him, and then they both went on fucking tears of just I know what it takes to be great, and they just went yeah. off and did it. So I mean, yep. But Max is another. Max is also Max is up there with Dust with Dustin and Connor in a similar vein, where they're good all over the place. I think Max being spar free and not sparring in camp, you saw a lot of strikes in that fight against Cater that you don't see from Max Holloway, like spinning heel kicks and shit like that, and, and like spinning back mm-hmm. kicks and all that other stuff. Um, he was way more creative, way more fluid. Felt he looked so much looser. But that's a guy who who's fighting's like fighting's in his in his in his being. Like he's been fighting for so long, he can do that, you know. Yeah. Um. But like Max is good against the cage. He's strong in the clinch. He's fine in wrestling. He looks okay on the ground with jujitsu. Like like Max is solid all over. Dustin's solid all over. Connor's pretty solid all over. Connor's only big gripe right now, besides the fact that his stance need needs reworking and maybe he needs a, a coaching adjustment, is his cardio is always going to be in question. Because anytime the fight's gone past three rounds, it's it's been like, oh shit, he's he looks a little gassed. Like, what what's going to happen yeah. here? But I feel like also because he's going to going up against, you know, top dogs all the time, the the plan is out. You wrestle him. You wrestle him. You wrestle him to tire him. 
you may not even beat him while wrestling, but you're going to tire him out enough where you can take care of him. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Diaz did it. Nurmagomedov did it. Even Chad Mendez did it. Chad Mendez was winning that fight. Yeah. Until he and until Chad went did the mistake of going for like he got too aggressive in in the grappling and when he went for whatever I think he went for like a transition. I think he was I don't know. I think I think he was in guard. He was trying to pass guard and when he went to pass guard, that's when Connor was able to escape and that's when he was in trouble. But Chad was was doing work. I think a lot of people forget that. I think a lot of people want to forget that fight. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, Chad was, you know, it was was on a came in on a two-week training camp, or Chad, you know, Chad just got thrown into it so last minute, whatever. That fight shouldn't count. It's like, no, that Chad Mendes is a fucking monster. I love that dude. And the and the way he fought that fight was very smart. And he made one tactical error with trying to pass guard and it cost him. But if he laid on top and ground and pound the rest of the fight, he may have had it. Maybe he didn't have the cardio for five rounds and he knew it. And that's why he went to try to finish it. And he said, I need to finish this fight. I'm not going to last five rounds. I need to just fucking go for it. And he went out on his sword. Great. I get that. But regardless, Chad Mendes needs more credit for that. But that's the template. That's the template. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's you wrestle him, you tire him, you tire him out, and and now you have leg kicks against him. You leg kick Connor, mm-hmm. you fucking take away his mobility. You just you just unleash on him. He can't escape. Ooh, here's a question for you. Do are we going to see a Ronda Rousey situation where Ooh. it's known, it's known? Hey, cardio issues. Uh, wrestle him, kick his legs. Are we going to start seeing this? Ah. Uh. I think the difference is that Connor is self-aware of his flaws. Like, I don't know if you saw his post-fight presser, but he was pretty honest. He was saying, my legs fucked up. I didn't account for the calf kick. I thought I was checking it well enough. I didn't. I wasn't checking it well enough. He was able to still wrap around and hit the calf. It still did the damage. Um, I didn't adjust, and I failed. Like, I think Connor is a aware enough fighter to make the difference. And that's not to say Ronda wasn't. It's just, I think Ronda was, Ronda's whole legacy, I think um, any tarnish on it, first of all, needs to be, I think a little asterisk, right? She went up against Holly Holm, uh, like one of the best female kickboxers and boxers in history, right? And then she went up Mm. against, we now know the greatest women's (laughs) fighter of all time in Amanda Nunes who at the time was still known for being a super powerhouse striker. So throwing her against two elite strikers was maybe not the best situation. But I mean, that's on. this goes back to the coaching value, the value of coaching. She didn't have the right coaching to say, we know you're, they know the weakness now. We need to, we need to shore that up. They didn't. Mm -hmm. They just said, nope, you're Ronda Rousey. Get close, like get your hands on them. Get your hips, get hit to hip, get hip to hip, throw them, get on top, armbar, Juji Akami, it's over. Just fucking, yeah. like, that was the coaching template. And I think that was yeah. a super stupid call and a giant waste of, of opportunity. Imagine if, imagine if Ronda Rousey lost against Amanda Nunes in round five versus knockout. Imagine the difference to her career and her legacy if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. And imagine, imagine if she after that decided to try to. She had another fight, 
beat the fuck out of whatever girl they put in front of her. And then it was her versus Holly home too. Hmm. Like a mat. Just imagine if, if like, if there was that kind of awareness from the coaching in her camp to say like, we need to work hard to shore up a weakness that is very obvious now. Like the elite strikers are going to tag you and you don't have yeah. the defense for it. You don't have, you don't have the head movement. You don't have the footwork. You just don't. That's not a that's not a knock on Ronda. Ronda has the footwork of a judoka. That's it. She had elite judoka footwork. Hence why every girl yeah. she fought up until Hollywood for a fucking ride. So it's not to say Ronda didn't have it. I just think it was like they didn't expand past that. They just thought this ace is such a strong ace. It's the same thing as saying Connor's left is so good. Don't work on anything else. Just keep throwing the left. Which he does mm. to a degree, but he works in other aspects of his game. He has a strong clinch. He's good in the wrestling takedown defense. He's not bad in jujitsu. Like, he is aware when it gets to the ground. Like, he's not just a left-hand guy. He's a left-hand yeah. guy that we all know he's a left-hand guy. He's G- It's like GSP. We know GSP is going to wrestle. And we know he's a fucking mwah, level wrestler. But, like... The bad thing is he can do everything else. <laughs> like the problem is, is yeah. that yes, he can wrestle. Yes, that's 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 his ace in the spade of his timing on his wrestling. The problem is he can do everything else still. He can still strike and beat the shit out of us like he did against Josh Koscheck. He can still like grapple and 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 his jujitsu is still top level. Like he's strong in the clinch and he's a power horse. Look at his fucking legs against the cage. Like mm-hmm. we can't pin him against the cage and in, in, in the clinch. So what are we going to do? Well, we're just going to try to avoid the takedown. Well, you know it's coming. And then, like eventually it comes because he times it. And then you're down. It's it's similar with Connor. It's like, I'm going to avoid the left. It's like, okay, cool. He can throw kicks too, you know. It's like, all right, well, that's fine. I'll time him on the kicks and I'll just take him down. No, he actually has fairly decent takedown defense. Uh, I'm going to clinch him. I'm going to clinch him against the cage. He's actually pretty strong in the clinch. He can circle around. He moved Dustin. Like, Dustin's big. Dustin's a big boy. Then When they started yeah. clinching... Connor, he had a few shots, and then Connor flipped him around pretty quick, and then Connor was throwing knees on him. Like Connor is more than a left hand. Is the thing is that we know the left hand's coming. That's all. Like we know the left hand's coming. It's just a matter of what can we do in the times between he throws the left hand. That's kind of what it is, right? Mm. Compared to Ronda, where it was just no, she's just gonna try to get close to get your hips on hips. So if you have good footwork, or you can keep her at bay with strikes, you win. She doesn't do anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I I think Connor is aware enough and he has the talent and skill enough to come back and make a difference. I think it makes the division way more interesting now with Michael Chandler winning the way he did against Dan Hooker. Holy fuck, that was impressive. Um, But also... Yeah, this Michael Chandler guy. Connor can fight who he wants to fight. But a part of me thinks that Connor wants to fight people, I think, for fun. I think Connor wants to fight people for fun, excuse me, more so than, let's say, for ranking's sake. You know what I mean? I think he wants to fight more for the fun part. Like, I don't think Connor's like, well, I can't wait to work my way back through the rankings to get back up there. I think Connor is more like, I'm going to just start fighting people that I think are going to be fun and they happen to be top ranks. I think that's how he's going to try to smooth his way back into um, title contention. So, so yeah. 
Okay, so there we go. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Connor is at that point, though, right? I mean, he doesn't need to. He's got the money. He's got he. Da- even Dana knows exactly what Connor does for the company, and Connor knows what he does for the company. Yes, and he absolutely has the right to fight whoever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it. There are other fighters that I guess there, it's not that they hate him. It's more of a jealousy thing. It's like, why does he get, you know, to make all the shots or, but you know what? No, there hasn't really been any other fighter since Connor's reign that brings in the money like he does. Whether or not he loses, what, or I should say, whether or not his last fight was a loss or it was a win, Connor has the personality. He's going to draw attention. I think he, even after this loss, the next fight he gets in, uh, it's going to sell because that's Connor. Yeah. Um, and I think what helps too is this new growth of his go, go you know circling back to that it's like again just the i love don't get me wrong there were some especially years ago i loved heated moments between fighters because that's also what draws attention that's what draws the crowd but like there's just something about fucking respect <laughs> from one fighter to another especially when six years ago they fucking wanted to murder each other and I mean, even just like the exchange of both of their products and they had nothing but great things to say about each other, even after the fight. Like, it, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, going back to Connor, like, I agree. I think he will only fight interesting and exciting fights. And it has nothing to do with any other fighter's talent, per se. But again, it's what's going to draw in more money, more revenue for the company. Um, it's going to be Connor versus, hey, who's who's famous right now, or who's a veteran that he could go up against, or um, who's in within the top three of this weight class? Because who knows? With Connor, he might jump another weight class, or in in the next fight, or so, take a knows? year off, or yeah, take another year off, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad thing on the company's part. I could see why other fighters will probably get jealous about it. Yeah. But, but like you said, I think the fighters know too. They get it. They, they get it. It's Connor. And even Connor is like, listen, you are all getting a payday right now because of the fact that I'm on this card. Yeah. They all, <laughs> whether I win or lose, you are all getting bonuses. They were all saying that they were all saying like, Oh, I love the fact yeah. that I'm fighting on a counter card. You know, it's, it's going to get me eyeballs. It's going <laughs> to yeah. get me a bigger paycheck. Like, I like it. I, I'm, I'm yeah. real grateful that I'm here. Um, I'm here on the counter card. So <laughs> they get it. They get it. Yeah. They yeah. get it. Um, yeah. I, well, let me l- 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 go, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, no, you had, you had something on your mind. Well, cause I was going to kind of change the subject. Um, Two. so what do you think of this whole Ben Askren and Jake Paul <laughs> fight coming I think up? Jake Paul's going to win. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you have Ben Askren. Like, you have, like, MMA career fighter Ben Askren, who's been knocked out multiple times. Yeah. Who's had never, who's never been a striker, who's always grappled. Going against a guy who's been working on boxing intensely with top trainers because he's rich for how many years. I think Jake Paul's going to beat yeah. him up. Yeah. I think it's going to be very sad to see, but <laughs> I think it's going to be Ben Askren. I think just doesn't give a shit. He's like, whatever, man, I'll get paid. It's fine. It's fine. Did you hear what Connor I mean, said? He's pretty much. No, I didn't. Because you saw the call out that they did to Connor to try to get Connor to fight. Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. To, towards Connor. Yeah. 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 They asked him about it. BT sports did in an interview and Connor was smiling and saying, I think it's great. Good for them. You know, they're playing the fight game. I love it. And it, it brings more eyes to it. It's good for them. But um, I'm not interested in that fight. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm trying to refocus and prioritize MMA. So that's not on my radar right now. Yeah. So he's not going to do it. Um, also, I think it's because, like, he would beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> like, Conor McGregor in a boxing match. <laughs> He's still Conor McGregor, and he's he still has better. Like, here's the thing: every every Paul brother fight you've seen is against another pretty inexperienced fighter. You've never seen them right. go against a professional striker. You know what I mean? Right. Going jumping straight into a guy who landed shots on Floyd Mayweather, you're gonna get fucked up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Conor won what eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather, and sure, I don't care if you want to jerk off Floyd and say that he carried the match and. Let Connor get some shots in. Whatever. Connor still landed some shots, man. Like, that's still... Uh, he absolutely did. Yeah, that's still... But to be honest, like, even in return, I personally, I don't think Floyd was fucking him up either. Did Floyd get some shots in? Yeah. I think a lot of people mistaken that still to this day over the fatigue that he was going oh, through. Oh, yeah, the exhaustion that he had. Rather than getting his ass kicked. Yeah. 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 So... That's why I think this uh, this Logan Paul fight with Mayweather is going to be interesting because he's going to get fucked again, up again. We, you think Logan Paul's going to get fucked up? One hundred percent, Logan Paul's going to get fucked up. Bad. Okay. Bad. He's going to get fucked up. Bad. Really bad. Like Floyd Mayweather looked the way he did um, against Conor McGregor. Like at the time in his active prime MMA fighter, Conor McGregor. Going against, once again, don't forget, a not even amateur boxer, a guy who loves, just a dude who loves boxing and has been doing it as a hobby, um, who has a lot of money to pay for good trainers. That's what he's going up against. That's basically what that is. That's that's like, you know how Adam Sandler's a huge basketball guy? Adam Sandler's yeah. a huge fan. He plays all the time. He balls wherever he goes. He has his own private courts. He plays with yep. friends all the time. He's actually pretty fucking good. That's like saying, hey, what I hear. you should go one-on-one -on -one against LeBron. It's like, uh, what? It's like, yeah, you should go against LeBron. Okay, not, not even LeBron, because LeBron's still playing. Let's say, because um, Floyd's technically retired, right? So let's say uh, it's you versus Paul Pierce. Hall of Famer Paul Pierce of the Boston mm. Celtics. You and him. It's like, Paul Pierce is going to fucking dice you up. Like, <laughs> retired Paul Pierce... It's going to fuck you up, my dude, in a one-on-one -on -one match. I don't care 
how much you've been playing, you are not a professional. You're just not. You're not somebody who's been at the elite of that of that practice. Yeah. I do think yeah. here's the thing. I do think the Paul uh, Logan has a lot on his side with with his size and his youth. I think he's right. he's got a lot on his side. The thing against him is a guy who's been boxing since he was in single digits, who's considered the greatest defensive boxer of all time and potentially one of the greatest and undefeated professional boxer, Floyd Mayweather. Like, yeah, that's a big mountain to go up against. The youth is a big thing, a huge part. The size difference is a huge part. Um, You never know. If I think Logan Paul is going to have to lean on his size to carry that fight. If you saw, if it was an exhibition just for fun matchup, but Oscar De La Hoya versus Shaquille O'Neal was a boxing match. I don't know if you saw footage of that. You know, I saw the video, and I have to say, <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think, <laughs> I think 75% of it was staged. <laughs> oh, it 100% was. It was for charity, I believe. It okay. 100% yeah. was. But I yeah. mean, so I mean, but you saw, you, you like. You saw how Oscar moved against him. The difference was Shaquille O'Neal was so much bigger, the reach and the power. Like Shaquille O'Neal had to like kind of like, like bend his knees to be hit by Oscar. That's how tall yeah. he was. Oh, so it's not to, that. To be that, fair, I mean, it's not that big of a difference with with Logan Paul versus Floyd. It's not going to be that drastic. Of well, a difference. well, here is the difference though. If you if you saw that video, first off, Shaq's stomach was overlapping his waistband. So, and I get it, still an athlete, I get it, but, however, the only thing, yeah, the thing is, is with Logan, he's at least in shape, you know, so. Oh, he's in great shape. And. He's in great shape. You know, but we're also talking about a basketball player getting into a boxing compared to a a hobbyist boxer getting into a boxing match. At least the hobbyist knows the basics true right true. the hobbyist is going to have a way better skill set you are correct and you is correct. in i i wouldn't even say decent shape say shape he's in pretty good shape physically anyways who Logan whether Paul? or not he his yeah oh he's in excellent shape yeah. have you seen his training videos he's in excellent shape i haven't seen no he's at no, like he's at like nine percent body fat like he's going like 10 rounds yeah. like he's in fucking shape he's yeah. he's yeah Worth millions of dollars. He has a state-of-the-art, like, gym set up. He's getting, like, great training and, yeah. like, nutritional coaching. Like, he's he's going all... He's going into this, like, fucking, I'm going to do everything in my power to beat Floyd. Like, he is a pro fighter. Yeah. He's going into... Yeah. Well, because he can afford it. So, he's going into this saying, I'm going to do everything in my power to beat Floyd Mayweather. I'm taking this very yeah. seriously. I feel like with that Shaq fight, though, however, like, minus the gut... If Shaq actually just went full ballistic on uh, uh, De, La De La Hoya, I think Shaq would have won, clearly. <laughs> De La, now, to be fair, right, De La Hoya right. being smaller, he is a little bit more uh, uh, evasive. He was getting, again, whether or not De La Hoya was putting in 100% power in return is questionable. Or letting himself get yes, hit he was by getting Shaq com- by standing in front of him. Well, but even the combo- combos he was doing to Shaq, like, that's okay. It's all points, though. So could Mayweather right. win off of points? Yeah, I don't think he's fucking up Logan Paul. Mind you, I don't. I hate the Paul brothers, by the way, and I think most of the world does. 
However, I don't think Mayweather is fucking him up. Now, he might tire out Logan. I think he can fuck him up. I think if he wants to, he can fuck him up. Yeah. I'm not saying Logan's winning. No, 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 no. I'm not not saying Floyd's going to KO him in the second round. What I'm saying by fucking him up is making him look like a fool. I think he's going to... Okay. I think he has the ability to make him look like a fool for the entire fight. Connor, Connor at least was a boxer who became an MMA fighter, who became a very good MMA fighter with a great boxing foundation. That's the difference. Like, he was able to keep up with Floyd because he understood boxing. He, like, he used to box. He was at the Crumlin Boxing Gym before he went to MMA. Like, he knows boxing. He's been boxing as his his secret and as as a secret, as his main weapon in MMA. Connor knows how to box. I think Logan Paul knows how to box. I just think the difference of Logan Paul's in-ring experience against a professional fighter versus Conor McGregor's experience against a professional fighter drastically different coming in. I think Conor McGregor was way more prepared for Floyd Mayweather than Logan Paul is going to be for Floyd Mayweather. That's my point. And I think Floyd Mayweather is going to have way more veteran knowledge of how to fight and take care of him. On top of the fact he has the technique. The very curious part of this to me, though, is going back to what you said. Logan Paul's youth. He's going to be fast. He's going to be strong. He's going to have size. And age catches up to everybody are we finally going to see floyd slow down can you imagine if logan paul fucking ko's floyd mayweather in the fifth round i might put money on logan paul just for the just i might put twenty dollars down on logan paul just for an easy payday just for an easy 120 dollar gain on the possibility that (laughs) that fucking logan paul pulls off the impossible I don't think it happens. Oh, I man. think I, I think Floyd's I think Floyd's going to walk around the ring. I think Logan's going to come at him. Floyd's going to stand in some exchanges. He's going to like step back. He's going to do his famous Floyd like like Philly like Philly stance and slip into all his shit. He's going to eventually figure out the range and timing and the speed of Logan Paul and he's going to start slowly popping back at him. I think the first round Floyd Mayweather does nothing. Other than defense. And I think Logan Paul starts throwing at him. I think round two, Floyd starts to bait him. And Logan Paul keeps biting and keeps throwing. Round three, I think Floyd starts to open up on him. And starts to test out Logan Paul's defense. Round four, I think Floyd decides to say, let's see what happens when I start boxing. And I think Logan Paul at that point did makes, makes the same mistake Connor did. Where Floyd made it seem like you're going to be able to catch him. And you tire yourself out on offense. That's what killed Connor. Connor's cardio went out the window because he went for the kill shot because he was tagging Floyd early and he thought he could he thought he could do it. So he spent all of his energy on it. And then when Floyd turned it on him and said, oh, "Okay, I'm going to start throwing now." Connor had no cardio to defend. And that's when Connor started eating all the shots cuz he couldn't move away anymore cuz he was so tired. Mm-hmm. That's why his hands were dropping. He was just taking shots to the face and he was just like backing up on the rope just taking shots, being like whatever. Yeah. I think that's what happens. I think it's something very similar. I think Floyd baits this game, baits Logan a little bit, like, "Oh man, let's see what you got." Okay, ooh, ooh, you're fast. I like that. Okay, you fast. Keeps going. <laughs> then round two starts seeing like, "All right, what happens when I start poking back? Like, what's the, what's the defense on Logan Paul?" Oh, okay, so he can kind of slip. Not really though. Oh man, his body's fully exposed. I'm gonna rip his body maybe once or twice to see how he responds to some pops. And then round three, he he waits for Logan to kind of like blow off the rest of his of his cardio. 
and excitement and, and just like the pure inexperience of controlling oneself with composure in the ring. And then round four or five is when Floyd just, like I said, he just starts going, okay, now let's start boxing. I'm ready to box now. Let's start boxing. And then Floyd just fucking lights him up. Mm. I don't think Floyd knocks him out because we all know Floyd doesn't have knockout power anymore. I do think Floyd tees him up though. And I think it's a, it's a similar finish to what he did to Connor where Logan Paul's not going down, but Logan Paul can't defend anymore. And he's just eating so many shots. The ref gets in there. It's like, nope, you're just no need for brain drama. We're done. We're done. TKO win Floyd Mayweather round seven, round six. That's what I call. That's how, that's how I'm calling that boxing fight. Okay. I'm excited. I'm fucking Mm. excited for it. I love the circus act of it. I love the circus of it all. Yeah. Now here's the here's the important question though. Should either fighter be proud whoever wins? Yeah. Should Mayweather be proud? No, for not his Floyd. Win no, against no, 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 Logan. No, not Floyd. No, Logan. But, yes, but, Logan but, win or lose is gonna. And needs now, to be but proud. now here's my here's my point though. Should Logan though? Yes. Logan should feel proud to be able to stand in there. Ver- versus versus a Mayweather in his prime. But Mayweather in his prime would never do that. Uh, actually, Floyd Mayweather in his prime might, might might do this if the paycheck was there. He might do it. I don't know. See, like, I if I'm Logan Paul, I'm giving myself full credit. I went through training camp. I worked my ass off. I trained as hard as I could. I went in there against one of the greatest boxers of all time, <laughs> and I well, and I yeah. went more than two minutes. Yes, I'm extremely yeah. proud. I would be super. That would be like saying if you. And this entire t- like however long you you've uh, you haven't started your your next uh, your next job, you were training hard fucking core, two a days at TriStar under Zahavi, just non fucking stop, non fucking stop, non fucking stop. And then they said, hey, GSP's retired, but like you can fight GSP. Like we're gonna do a charity match, and you can fight GSP. You know what I mean? It's gonna be great. You don't have to pay for anything. You already got your training camp. You're like. You're the best shape you're ever, you've ever been. You've trained as much as you've, you've ever had in your entire life. Um, it's you versus GSP, GSP, five rounds, three-minute rounds. If you lasted more than two minutes, you would feel like a fucking champion. You know what I mean? Like, you would feel like a champion. Think about that. Like, like what? You're going you're gonna to get out of there? You're going to... Gonna, you're gonna get out of there and be like, "Oh man, I, I wish I did better." Of course you did, but dude, you just went over two minutes against GSP. Holy shit! <laughs> the Goldberg's retired. Yeah, have you seen the guy? Like, <laughs> he's not like he's not like yeah. eating chips and dip on the fucking couch. The dude is still <laughs> yeah, doing everything: true. Olympic training, like like swimming. He's doing plyometric work. He's doing sprints. He's still fucking training martial arts, like. He's training kicks by himself in his house. He's I see it on Instagram. He's practicing his sidekick and he's holding his sidekick and he's like doing like the the bouncing like level shit with his kicks. He's still practicing. He hasn't fucking stopped. Yeah. So like Yeah. But he's retired. It's been what? Like a few years, right? So I mean, hey, he's retired, so retired GSP. You would feel great. You would feel great. Yeah. I mean, I would be shitting myself, but I would feel great if I somehow made it more than a minute against it. Like, I wouldn't actually. That would be like me versus Demetrius Johnson. I'd feel so proud of myself for lasting more than a minute, two minutes in there. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Logan Paul should yeah. feel proud. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, 
it's not like he's cheating anybody out of anything. He's giving people what they want. They want to see him get his ass kicked because he knows he's hated. He knows it. Yeah. You should watch his interview on Food Truck Diaries with Brendan Schaub. Um, he goes, he, get, he I did actually. You did, yeah. So you saw, he, he knows he's hated. He knows people hate him. Oh, yeah. He knows he's the villain of the internet. He's, the Paul yeah. brothers know this, but now they're just playing into it. It's like, fuck it. We're yeah. not going to try to be like cutesy anymore about it. Just fuck it. We're going to be the assholes now. And that's the Floyd Mayweather trick. It's, oh, you want to see us lose, don't you? Well, you can, you can pay to see us lose. Why don't you pay in? Why don't you buy in to see us lose? Mm. So, I mean, it's good for business, baby. If there's anything America loves, it's business. Yeah, I That's guess <laughs> when I when I originally asked the question, my first thought went to uh, I was like, "Do you, I wanted to ask you the follow up question, which was, do you think Tito Ortiz is proud of his Chuck Liddell victory?" Oh God. Yeah, of course Tito is. Should he? No. But like, is he? Of course. It's because he's Tito. But I think I think I think he should not be for that. If I saw again, right. if I saw the training footage of Chuck Liddell and I was Tito Ortiz, I would have been like, you know what? I don't need to be known for like speeding up this dude's demise. Let's not do this fight. It's fine. I'll take the L. It's fine. I'll cause I'll know I'll know. I'll know and the people will know that I'm the better man because of it. But because he went out and did what he did to Chuck Liddell, after we saw Chuck Liddell training and we saw like the footage of him doing it, it, it's just, that's why it's so bad. If that was like an equal level guy in Chuck Liddell, if Chuck Liddell was at an equal level of Tito Ortiz, not the same response. But because we saw it was a brain damaged Chuck Liddell (laughs) versus a somewhat functioning Tito Ortiz, nobody likes that. Nobody wanted to see that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bad, man. It's 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 it sucks. I don't like seeing it, man. I don't like seeing Junior Dos Santos fight anymore. I don't mm. like seeing JDS fight. You and I watched his fights against Cain Velasquez at, at, at Wild Rings together. You and I were side by side being like, how the fuck is he still standing? This is a bloodbath. Yeah, that was uh <laughs> that was my wedding night. <laughs> 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 I think it was uh, the third fight, wasn't it? Was it the second or third fight? I don't remember. It was one of them. But it was just, yeah. what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Yeah. I don't want to see JDS fight anymore, but he's still on the roster. He's still fighting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. This has been going on for a while, and I'm getting thirsty, thirsty. I need to get something to to quench my thirst. And I got some editing to do on this episode. So mm. I'm going to say, let's wrap it up. It's great talking to you. I'm glad you're motivated. I'm glad you're working out. I'm glad you're making a routine of being healthy for yourself because you fucking matter. And it's awesome that your sister's there for the ride as well. And that's cool that you guys are holding each other accountable. It's great that Dustin won. He should be a champion by now. And... um. Yeah, let's let's go Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul. I cannot fucking wait. That's gonna be the fight of the year. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's gonna be so fun. Oh, I can't fucking wait. I love it. I love it. You know what it is? Yeah. The Logan Paul. Um, let's end the episode on this. The Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather fight is the equivalent of sitting down with a bag of Doritos 
and eating the fucking bag of Doritos. You know you shouldn't. You know you can. You know you're not really going to enjoy it, but it feels good for some reason. It just feels like, I don't know what it is. There's something satisfying about about this shittiness about it, and I shouldn't feel this kind of joy, but fuck it, I'm going for it, and you do it anyways. That's the Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather fight. It's a bag of Doritos. That's what it is. And as somebody who doesn't eat junk food, that's why I'm looking forward to it. Because it's like, oh, fuck, I remember when I used to eat Doritos. Fuck, I remember I remember that feeling. I can't wait. And then, like, it starts to hurt because there's so much, like, like plastic additives to it that you keep eating it. And then your mouth hurts. And you're like, why does my mouth hurt? Like, my tongue hurts. It feels swollen. Like, I feel like there's sores forming in the cheeks of my mouth. I don't know why my gums feel raw, but you keep doing it. You keep doing it. It's so thick. The 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 plastic powder on them are so thick. But at that point, you can't clean your fingers. So like you wipe them on napkins and they're still stained. You try to like lick them off like a fucking pig. You know what I mean? Like 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 you're like oh, I'm gonna suck off this. Oh I'm I'm a I'm a sucky boy. I'm a sucky sucky this thing off my finger. I mean you try to do it. Nope, it's still fucking orange. There's still specks of plastic on it. You can't get it off. That's what this fight is. That's what that fight is. Hell do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I okay, do. Good, 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 good. good. Uh. <laughs> All right, in that case, let's sign off. Wow. <laughs> it was nice talking to you. Yeah. Talk to you in two weeks. Yeah, man. It was good catching up. <laughs> but I'll say right. uh, good night. Yes. <laughs>